Hello and welcome to Building on the Bad, a special edition episode of Building a Furniture Brand with Ethan Abramson. On these special episodes, we hear from furniture company owners about the worst days that they have had and how they bounced back from the hard times. These quick looks are meant as inspirational episodes to remind you that even on the darkest days, good can come out of the bad. This episode is with Jack Cerciara, owner of the furniture company Salish Sea Woodworks. If you want to hear the full story behind how Salish Sea Woodworks got started, check out the show archives, episode 129. I don't want to ruin the story here by giving too much away at the start, but let's just say that epoxy cleanups are hard when they're in your shop, and Jack learned that they're even harder in a client's home. A very high-end client's home, that is. I can't say any more because honestly, it stresses me out just thinking about it. So let's get into it and hear the story about an epoxy table that went so, so wrong and what Jack did to make it right. That story coming up right after a quick word from our sponsors. Let's talk quality, family business, and American-made tools. Bits and Bits offers all three and more. They make all types of bits. CNC bits, router bits, engraving cutters, even custom bits if you need. The list goes on. Everything you want for your shop, you can get at BitsBits.com. It's their name, but it's also what they do. They are first and foremost a manufacturer. They actually make their own products in their own Pacific Northwest American factory. And for over 30 years, they've been a family business. So if you want to talk about a company that stands behind their product, you're talking about bits and bits. They are also a full Festool and Whiteside distributor. But what really stands them apart in my mind, besides manufacturing their own product, is their exclusive Astra coating. They put it on everything they make and it extends the life of a bit no matter if you're using it in wood, metal, or plastic. Want to know more? Just check out BitsBits.com. That's B-I-T-S, B-I-T-S dot com. Check them out for all your Bits needs. My first big commission, so I work with a lot of interior designers when they're looking for custom pieces for remodels or redesigns of homes. And uh, it's my very first one. And this, I, I work with this interior designer currently. Um, we've received a number of awards for like my pieces and her designs, and it's been great. But my very first project, huge project, you know, we're in the tens of thousands of dollars for this because a whole home remodel and I was doing a ton of furniture. Great for the business, huge opportunity. One of the pieces I made was without giving specifics to the client because it's a very specific table, but um, the table had a lake of epoxy in the middle. And this was, I don't do epoxy work partly because I don't like it. I don't think it's going to last a long time. I don't do river tables and that kind of stuff. Um, I know that I'll piss off some people. I don't like the aesthetic. People like that. They like it. But it is quite a bit of chemistry uh, instead of as much woodworking. But I made this table that had like a lake design of epoxy in it. The full pass through, you know, it was uh, semi-transparent so you could see through it. I delivered it. Went great. Client loved it. And soon after they started using their laptop computer on top of it and the heat of the computer started to the feet of the laptop dented the epoxy because the fans of the computer 
heat the epoxy a little bit and then it dented it. And so it ended up being, I, you know, I, my, it was my first big epoxy thing, uh, which I'll never do again. And, you know, I must've met, I must've messed something up in terms of the mixing and, you know, the cure times and temperatures and all those things that you really have to be an expert at to get a really good epoxy finish. Uh, so I went back over there, me and my trim router, and I routed out the top quarter inch of this lake, uh, did all the prep, drop cloths around the table, and I was you know, getting ready to pour it, and I'm mixing the epoxy, and I saw that, you know, you can use like an egg beater type thing on a, on a drill, I'm mixing the epoxy, and who knows, you know, some inattention to what I was doing, and I pulled the the drill out while it was still spinning rather than mixing the epoxy. And this is a very, very expensive home in a very nice part of Washington. I proceeded to spray epoxy over a leather recliner, over a very expensive leather handbag, over their brand new, probably 7,000 square feet of custom white oak floors. Um, and I immediately went and got acetone and I spent the next 48 hours using, you know, acetone, goo gone, uh, magic sponges to clean the walls. And I spent probably a total of 14 hours at this place, recleaning this entire room. I paid to replace the handbag. I paid for custom cleaning of the leather recliner, um, which actually the, the stain of the epoxy didn't come out of. And I offered to replace it and they decided no, they're just going to keep it. So I gave them the value of the recliner off the job, off the price that I had charged them. So I refunded them the price of that. Um, but it was one of those things. I came home that night and I sat on the couch and I laid in bed and I was on the verge of crying of like, this is the end of my business. Like I can't, these people, I'm never getting, there's going to be terrible review. That client's never going to work. These, that designer's never going to work with me. They're going to tell everyone how terrible I am at this. And I've totally ruined that. Ended up being okay. You know, they were obviously still pissed, but they were happy with the amount of time that I spent my dad just dedicating myself to being there the entire weekend, working to refix my mistake, replacing the things I want to replace, giving them the value of the things that they, they thought should be replaced. Or they didn't want replaced, but I thought, you know, I would be willing to pay and, you know, made through it unscathed. But it was pretty, pretty traumatic time early on. I mean, it was in the first eight months of being open as a business. And uh, what I learned was, regardless of what happens, and you have, I've had hiccups along the way, you do your very best. And I think most people in this world, even though the way it seems on social media or whatever, that like, oh, clients are going to give you a terrible review and they're going to hate you and they're going to trash talk you and no one will ever work with you again. If you try your very best to, to be there for the client and do your very best customer service to rectify their issue, most people are appreciative of that. And that's been a dedication of mine to do whatever is needed to be done for the client. This last client I had, I delivered this marquee piece of furniture a couple weeks ago, they were put it, they were mounting a TV behind it and dropped the TV right on top of it and put a big dent. I could have said, yeah, you did that, whatever. Sorry, that's not in your warranty. You damaged it. But I went over there. I steamed out the dent. I refinished it, the top, re-oiled it. And then, you know, they said that's above and beyond what anyone would do.
So that's kind of the mindset I've had. And I think you can weather most storms if you're committed to your client's happiness. Thank you so much for listening to the show. If you liked what you heard and you got value out of it, please think about leaving a review and subscribing wherever you listen. To learn more about the series, please visit buildingafurniturebrand.com and feel free to reach out anytime with questions or guest suggestions to hello at buildingafurniturebrand.com. You can find me at The Build with Ethan on Instagram. Hope you enjoyed the show and can't wait to bring you the next one.